Welcome to The Home Medic. You're listening to the series on doors and windows for your house. And welcome back to The Home Medic, where we help you keep that money in your wallet and your family out of the emergency room, (laughs) as well as the hospital. Important. You know, as much as we love doctors, we probably shouldn't be accused of being doctor haters, but we just don't need your family in the emergency room. Right. That's there when you can't avoid it, not when you can. Yep. So this particular segment, we're going to continue our discussion on exterior doors. In the previous segment, we talked about how you can burn a toddler's hands, <laughs> <laughs> ways to put your family in the hospital there. That's a good segment. This one, I want to talk about other exterior issues and again boy you know how to make your house a lot more comfortable or a lot more expensive to live in right depending on what you've got going with the exterior doors we talked a little bit about steel wooden glass on the last segment but there is so much research that can be done in that particular subject that we might have to leave you hanging on that choice the only thing i'm thinking is that steel you know in case you didn't listen to the other segment Steel is going to be more burglar-proof. Let's say that you've got that steel door, and you've got the door frame that was placed around it. Heidi, when was the last time that you actually took a look at your door all the way around to see if there's daylight going, either on the sides or the top or even underneath at that threshold? Well, you might be asking the wrong person because I'm well aware of this little bit of sunlight that comes in on the top left hand corner and I just I just love seeing the sun it almost compensates for that I'm I'm joking here but <laughs> yeah I do definitely have a space where the what is that stuff called that goes around the door to seal it the weather stripping. weather stripping right I have a space where the weather stripping is missing and just reminds me every time I see this sunset oh. coming through there this is why you have so many good stories That's you're right. actually aware of these sorts of things <laughs> actually most of us are painfully aware of when we have that sunlight going around because the cold drafts in the winter make us very much aware that we've got some work to do and that is one of the most uncomfortable feelings i hate the draftiness and you're sitting down there trying to relax and enjoy your company and Ooh, it just doesn't feel comfortable. And yeah, you go from warm to cold draft to warm again, and then you kind of feel the need to start swearing. Yeah. Been there, done that. So one of the things that I would have you be aware of, this is home medic tip number 1A in this particular segment. If you have your weather stripping that is there and you still have daylight, and I see this quite a bit in the home inspections that I do, Sometimes that latch plate is not set far enough into the door frame. Oh. So sometimes if you got the weather stripping there and it's the good weather stripping and you still have the daylight, you need to actually get that door to go in just another, I don't know, eighth, quarter inch, whatever it may be for your particular door. And you do that by adjusting the latch plates. Wow, that's so, good information. little Phillips screwdriver and then you're going to need to do a little bit of chiseling It doesn't have to be beautiful, but then you're going to move that latch plate in just a little and your door is going to seal that much better. While we are on this subject, I have been frustrated for years with this same issue. What is the good weather stripping and how do you get it in place? What kind of adhesive is there? Because that kind that you buy that is supposedly self-stick, it does not stay in place. 
If you've got a newer house, and by newer I'm going to say anything more recent than probably the 80s, 1985 maybe, it will actually have a groove where you can push in a standard compression weather strip. If you don't have that, then all bets are off, and you pretty much have to go with that gooey stuff that doesn't work. Really? Yeah. So what about would construction adhesive or something else maybe help, help that stay in place a little better? For a minute. Mm. Yeah, if you don't have that little groove in your exterior door that comes with the weather stripping, you're going to be annoyed yeah. pretty much no matter what. You're going to have to stay right on top of that, and probably at least... Once every season, you're going to need to be changing that. Right. If your home is relatively new, then you can just replace the weather strip as it happens. I often see, doing my home inspection, I'll see where the base of that weather stripping has been badly abused by kitty claws or doggy paws, something like that. Uh, And so what started out okay now has become drafty because the bottom couple of feet has been trashed by the mutt. So is there much difference in quality in those weather stripping pieces? that you buy? Yeah, the ones that, again, that are more recent, they're pretty good. If your door goes in far enough into the frame to seal and you've got that compression-type weather strip, you should be in pretty good shape if the door is square. And if things get really ugly and let's say you've pushed in your latch just a little bit to get a better seal and you've got the better weather strip and you still have drafts, it's entirely possible that your frame is just... A little bit off? Yeah. Well, well I'm a few months late, but I'm going to go take care of mine. Okay. <laughs> Miss the winter furnace season, but it'll be better than nothing, right? AC yeah. season is coming. Yeah, and doing so, you'll notice it less, of course, in the summer when you're paying for AC, but you still will notice it, and you'll definitely notice it on your electric bill. Oh, the AC is more expensive than the furnace in some ways. Yes, it is. The door, speaking of exterior doors, you've got the door from the garage to the entry that all of the things that we just barely talked about apply, but it's got its own set of rules as well. Most fires start in the garage and move into the home, usually through that door that goes from the garage to the living space. On the newer homes, they have those doors that swing shut automatically, and you can't avoid it. And that's kind of annoying when you're trying to bring groceries in, but... I guess that's why the purpose of those. Exactly. That's why those are there. And you can do this on any home, whether it was built in 1920 or whatever. What you do is you go to a hardware store, and there are sprung hinges. So they fit in a typical spring sort of an opening on the door frame, but they have a spring on them so that they actually do close the door behind you. It is a pain when you're bringing in groceries. Yeah. It's less of a pain when you've got a fire out there and you don't want it inside the house. Right. So you just go and replace the hinges. You don't have to replace the whole door. Right. Mm, That's good to know. I quite often see, even in the newer homes where people decide those are annoying, and they remove the pin, and then you have basically a standard hinge. I see. But that can be a problem not just because of fire safety, but if you go out, for example, and you turn on the car to warm it up and it's in the garage, Mm -hmm. much carbon monoxide. Yeah, we had a separate issue, or a separate episode about that. Everybody needs to go take a look at that one, or listen to it. So that's another reason to make sure that that garage door stays very much closed all the time. It needs to default in the closed and sealed position. Of course, then you get into the annoying stuff. I had one door back in the day that would 
try to seal, it would get most of the way there, but it wouldn't actually latch. And so then every time there was a windstorm, I was getting all these gusts of uh. cold air. So Can't you might still have that. to pull on the handle, even with a self-shutting door. Just or, give it a little tug. Yeah, you put a little <laughs> bit more spring in that spring and make sure that it actually gets all the way to the latch. There you go. Threshold safety. I want you to be aware of that. And this applies, again, at all outside exterior doors. You usually have a step that you've got to make. And hopefully that step is a standard height. Sometimes when it is not a standard height or when your threshold is some distance beyond that step height, the brain is programmed to have your foot step a certain height and then expect for there to be a threshold. Yeah. If you've got the threshold that is too high or too low, it can mess with your brain, mess with your foot. I actually know somebody who kicked one of those thresholds once. She was in flip-flops. Oh. Yeah, those are notorious for that. And then she actually started growing to big toenails for years. Ouch. Yeah, and you can imagine how annoying that was, trying to trim the toenails and figure out how to... <laughs> so one on top of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing she wasn't growing two horns. And toe, toe injuries are not fun. They are not fun. Better so. than growing two horns, though. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the moral of that story, again, is you know most people don't even consider the threshold or the door or the door frame as they're going through life. But if you do not put at least you know a few seconds thought into it, that could end up landing you again in the hospital or with a couple of extra toenails that you really are yeah. going to think about quite a bit. Yeah, I've caught the toe of my sandals on my door threshold a couple of times. but So spiders... Spiders. You love spiders. I love to kill spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Such satisfaction. <laughs> Such joy. You know, oh, I'm sorry. I know there are people out there that I heard a discussion on the radio about spiders. this the other day about one particular guy. He, he likes to kill spiders, and his kids wanted him to pick them up on a newspaper and take them outside. And I'm fine either way. You should know in your area which are the spiders that are more likely to be poisonous. In the Mountain West, for example, you really only have a couple of spiders that can be damaging to a uh, person, and that would be the aggressive house spider, also known as the funnel web. You'll see that usually in the basement and usually in a window where they build a funnel web type web. Well, a lot of times they will be on the floor too, especially in the basement. Right. They are poor climbers. So if you're seeing this particular spider on the wall upstairs, is probably a wolf spider and not a funnel web spider. Hmm. So yeah, either that. So or isn't I thought that was the same thing. I thought the wolf spider and the aggressive half spider were one and the same. No. no. No, they look very much the same. If you do a Google search for the pictures, you can actually see that there is a very minor difference. But hmm. there is very much a difference. Yeah, the wolf spider, you know, is that hairy, nasty-looking spider, but he's not going to abuse people. And so then you've got that one, and then you've got, of course, the Black Widow. Those need to be respected. Oh, for sure. I know somebody who actually retrieved a Black Widow out of a home, and then with compassion for the spider, went and placed it out in the bushes near that home. And I was thinking, oh, my word, compassion for the children, please. <laughs> for the children of the spider? For the children living in that home. <laughs> Do we really preserve a spider at the expense of... Risking that they would come back and bite a child. 
threshold safety, if you want to keep the spiders out of your home, you, what you're going to do is you're going to spray, you've got a number of non-natural solutions. You go to Home Depot and you can get some spider repellent. If you want to go natural so that you're not spraying poisons in your house and your kids can get to it, you can go with peppermint. And that does a great job keeping them out of the home. They just don't like the smell of it and they it, run away. Yeah, it kind of uh, turns them around. So that's an option. Heidi, thank you as always. Master of your mansion for twice now for exterior doors and door safety and keeping spiders out of your doors. Wonderful episode. I've learned from you today. If you have more questions or if you need a pro, maybe you need somebody to move that latch because you're uncomfortable doing it. Maybe you need somebody to just give you a brand new door. HomeMedicUSA.com. I've got some contractors there that I trust and that I can send to you. And last of all, this is your turn, Heidi. Oh, be you. Everybody else is taken. Hi, this is Julie Ann McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We are talking about a very, very powerful oil today. It's our immune support blend. (laughs) You're going to rub it all over. We're talking about our immune support blend. This blend is actually very, very effective in diffusing into the air. It will cleanse the air. Another way to use our immune support blend is to rub it on the bottoms of your feet, especially if your kids are going to school. During school season, those seasonal threats, it's very, very powerful there. And if you diffuse it in your home or office during fall or winter months, it absolutely will help cleanse that air and keep your family well, if you'd like to know more about this crucial oil, go ahead and contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.